0: start a small business (laughs) no need to work 40 50 hours a week slaving your life away obtain financial freedom be your own boss and create your own destiny Moguls are the new superstars the path to country club membership and at least mercedes-benz is paved in gold as you take your business trips to orlando or vegas validation from your in-laws is just an llc and facebook business page away at least That's what they tell you anyways. Through social media, websites, and targeted ads, you're sold an image. Small business owners seem to walk on water. You'd think you're the last person on earth working a regular job with a regular boss. But there's trouble in paradise, and its name is in over your head. People start looking to start their own business, don't know what they don't know. But that's why we started our Small Business Confidential podcast, to share what we've learned from years of experience. There's not a lot of people in on this, so remember, dear podcast listeners, you heard it here first, off the record, on the QT, and very hush-hush.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Mike Riley with uh, Return to Podcast World, Small Business Confidential. And uh, we got a lot of topics we're going to be d- discussing these uh, next couple of weeks. But the first one is uh, entitled "You Don't Know Shit Until You've Met Payroll," and with me is Controller of Riley Painting and Contracting, Brooke Riley. So talk to me about meeting payroll and cash flow, Brooke.
2: Well, it's uh, it's been a real learning lesson this past four or five weeks uh really juggling looking at money coming in seeing if it's realistic you know are we actually going to collect this from that person is that job going to be done realistically so there's that component and then looking at the expenses you know what expenses can we maybe wait uh another week or so and I think what I've learned is that old motto, hope for the best, plan for the worst, you know, thinking we would close on a property on the exact date when we said we would, even though the the transaction, you know, was a little unusual. Uh, but hey, we're moving forward, going north, south. Or plugging away and another learning lesson is making sure that i'm giving you know you and other people in the company realistic updates you know not sugarcoating it and saying hey here's where here's where we're at yeah i think when you have a i mean you're uh
1: being the control of the company i mean you're seeing it from a whole different perspective But when I started um, Riley Painting and Contracting and then later Riley Properties, you know, 20 years ago, I mean, Riley Painting and Contracting, that was 50 years ago when I was in college. You know, I was doing everything, sweeping the floors, running the crews, selling the jobs, making the payroll and discovering what spreadsheets were was like discovering fire. All of a sudden, you know, you're... uh, Laying out what's coming in, what's going out, and you quickly realize that uh, you have to sell jobs, you have to get deposits on those jobs to grease the cash flow, and then you have to finish the jobs to collect the money, or at least get mid draws going forward. And you know you're you're constantly juggling, and you get to a point if your business matures where you have line of credits. You know, you're actually making money and then if you're making money, if you are really making money and not making Enron Ponzi scheme money, then you're going to see your bank balance grow and cash flow will be, you know, less of a problem. But for most of the people out there, they get their MBAs, uh, go work for consultants like McKinsey. You know, they're going to Ivy League schools, the brightest people, blah, 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 blah. There's two things they've never had to do. One, meet a payroll. Two, sell a job so that you can meet a payroll. For the most part, everything they're doing is theoretical. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, well, I know that that's a hot topic for you, but I think... My thoughts are, you know, I've got a kid on the, I've got my first, my first baby on the way in May, you know, so I'm looking at money and what I spent, what my wife and I spend money on in a whole different landscape now, you know, it's, I'm making sure that, you know, I'm saving enough. I'm making sure that, you know, there's none of these, Hidden expenses that are you know getting drained from my account. I think I've done a pretty good job of that, or else you wouldn't have made me the controller of the company. But I think one goal that I really want to have for this company and my personal expenses is you know keep it lean, keep it a, uh, profitable uh, company and you know you're really looking at all your expenses and it's like all right do we really need to spend this money on xyz you know or we're looking at an electric truck for one of our top guys okay hey let's sell the truck that he has now you know we'll use that money you know invested in a really sharp well-deserved newer truck so i think every day Every week, you know, in our schedule board meetings, my cash flow meetings, I'm always picking up new things that I apply to the next week. So I've got a lot of thoughts running through my head. I'm writing them down as they come in. But so, yeah, I'm sorry if it's a little scattered, but no, no, I think
1: we're I think we've laid out the. The key words here, which is meet meeting payroll and selling jobs to meet payroll. And I'm going to add the third thing to make it a three-legged stool, which is you got to be making money on these jobs to meet payroll. And your cash flow will support what you need to pay on the personal side if you have your own business. I can tell everybody out there who's running a small business is Uh, or planning on starting a small business is you have to be very careful about the loans you're getting to start this business because they can be like, you know, pain medicine. The pain is not being able to meet payroll. And if you're, if you got all this medicine, you got all this money from mom and dad or grandparents or in-laws or loans where you're leveraging your house you will make mistakes in um, how you're setting up your budget. You know, do you really need office space? Do you re- really need warehouse space? Or can you work from home? Or c- can you work in the basement? Do you really need to get a, uh, you know, a Lexus or a Tesla on lease? Or can you just drive your current car? Do you really need to have a, a, an office staff or or should you think about hiring some virtual assistants out of the Philippines and you know at half the cost and work things from the cloud which relieves the stress of having an office but you will not be able to meet payroll if you're dependent on loans as opposed to dependent on a lean operation that's actually making money Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills, 30 seconds, and we'll be back.
3: If you enjoy listening to our Small Business Confidential podcast, we're sure you'll enjoy our first podcast, The Cleveland Real Estate Investor. We give outside investors an inside look into the real estate market in Cleveland. Cleveland has been on the rise and investors from all over see those cheap prices and salivate. Our job is to educate those investors and steer them in the right direction with several years of experience of how to do it right and many examples of how to do it wrong. Find the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast on any app you listen to your podcast today. So the product, you may have a great
1: idea, a great product, a great idea for something, but right now it's theoretical is does the market really want that or do you think the market really wants it so but you find out all these things when you have to meet payroll without being over leveraged am i making sense
2: yeah i mean i have a lot more respect for what you went through before you had a line of credit before you had these properties you know where money was coming in you know from the rental side or you could draw on your credit line i mean if you didn't have that which you did back in the day that would keep me up at night for sure and i would be a lot more proactive about collecting what we need to collect and sell what we need to sell and i think the mindset needs to be that way regardless of if you have a credit line or other forms of income that is uh, coming in i mean kind of operate in that mode maybe you don't have to be as anxious and you know you can sleep a little better at night but just cuz we have other ways to you know put money into our account that doesn't mean we should be lazy about collecting be lazy about not selling work and I think you would agree with that.
1: Well, I think the best training that every uh, high schooler could have is to have a small business of their own. Not don't worry about taking and you've heard me in an earlier podcasts, don't worry about taking those AP courses to get into a top flight school. That's you know, from my vantage point, it's if you have a small business. You're doing x you're doing y you're picking up garbage you're cleaning out you know attics you've got a car wash business you've got this you've got a couple different and now you're the money's coming in and then now you got a money chart a spreadsheet and you're learning how to live on a budget you're learning how to work with money you're learning uh how to listen to the market because you're selling these jobs you're collecting these jobs you're working all those things you should be doing in high school when you're living at home, you know, now you've got an office. It's your, it's your bedroom, right? And uh maybe you got the family car you can use, or maybe you got a bicycle or maybe you get a, uh you know, used van or something. Um, But that's how you start. You don't just jump in right out of college with a degree and start a business. That's, that's, 90% failure rate right there. Or you're coming out of business, and this is where most entrepreneurs are extremely successful. They come out of business, they start their own business in their late 40s, early 50s, when they are using their contacts and their network, where their contacts are selling them work. I mean, the the GPS on your phone before that it was the garmin that was the first satnav nav whatever you familiar with that brooke no well that was pre-iphone it was unbelievable this garmin where you had it in your hand and it showed you where you were gave you directions about where to go and that business was started by Two guys that were in their 50s who worked at uh, some electronics company in California, and they worked with the military satellite thing. And they thought, man, this would be a great, great thing to do uh, to sell to consumers. And it was a major hit. It was like inventing the uh, Xerox copier. It was huge. And This is like 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And but they had contacts in the military, they had contacts in the electronics world, they came up with this idea and they had the expertise developed over 20 25 years in a business. So you're either a a senior executive who's got contacts, who knows how businesses run, who knows how to sell, knows how to be organized, or you're learning it in high school. But the worst thing you can do is to come out of college. With a degree, thinking you're just going to jump right into uh, success, having your own business. Because when you have your own business, you got to be thinking on your feet. You can't be. Uh, what they teach you in college is is only a smidgen of what you need in the real world. So, uh, to meet the payroll, which is you or maybe a helper in high school, before you make that jump, both both feed in. Your thoughts, Brooke?
2: Yeah, no, I I think it's all great points and you learn a lot, you know, when you go through adversity. And I know that's super cliche, but there's a lot of truth behind it. I my best learning moments are from when I've, you know, when I've messed up and I've failed. And I think the important thing is recognizing that in the moment you're not covering your ass you're not making excuses it's when you know you recognize in the moment that yeah i screwed up i didn't do this right next time i'm going to do it like this um yeah i
1: you know look at meeting payroll is a near-death experience it's it's a searing experience it kind of can leave you petrified anxious but at the end of the day what it's going to what it will do to you is you either learn from your mistakes, learn how to do it, or you go out of business and everything falls apart. So one of the, one of the ancillary effects of meeting payroll is meet yourself, be true to yourself. How did you screw up? Obviously if you did a lousy job at a job, you know, lousy job at, you know, customer's house, they're not going to pay you, right? They don't pay you, you don't meet payroll, (laughs) right? So, or sometimes you got to work seven days. You got to work a couple days where you're not getting paid because you got to meet payroll. Or you're going to go out and bang your head against the wall trying to sell a product nobody wants. You're not going to be able to meet payroll. So meeting payroll is the ultimate cold shower, wake-up call. That's what it is. And you need experience in that before you go out on your own. So I will leave it at there.
2: Your final thoughts, Brooke? Yeah, no, it's uh, this is a great topic. and A lot more to come. Okay. All right, folks. Well, next
1: week, we're back on track with our podcast. We're going to talk about great mistakes we've made in our business career. So check in next week when we drop another podcast and great to be back, Brooke. Thanks for your time. Okay.
3: All right. Bye everybody. Thank you for listening to The Small Business Confidential. To support, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Also add our podcast to your favorite streaming services. Everything is appreciated, and we'll be back soon with another episode and upload schedule. The person voicing the intro's name is Travis Riley. Thank you, Travis. And the music was done by our engineer, me, Amari.